Welcome to the podcast, Relationship with Plants. I'm April Ramey of Antler Alchemy. My name is Real Graham from Black with Plants. And we're in Relationship with Plants. And this is our first podcast, and we are really excited to come at you all with our knowledge and our information and things that we have been contemplating and wanting to share. And the goal is to bring everything back to plants. And this concept came up when Daryl and I met for the first time at the United States Botanical Gardens. And I had this message from Spirit that this was the person to do a podcast with so that we could have two different types of voices discussing plants. And Daryl was very excited to do it, right? Right. And I do remember not just your enthusiasm and your passion for the plant kingdom, but also your acknowledgement of energy both feminine and masculine and the importance of alignment so that you uh, can explore uh, your life deeply and I think that uh, really touched me because I can see how that informs your work as a healer because that in my vantage point allows for you to empower people so that they can live their life fully as well. Thank you. Yeah, it's very important to have that masculine and feminine together because I think in, I know that you agree with me because we went really deep on this, but like in this current stage of where we are in the world, uh, there are all the gender lines are being blurred and no matter what gender you're really associating yourself with, the masculine and feminine still exists within all of us. And so it's very important work for every single person to be tapping into those energies, however that works for them to really thrive and strive in this world and like bring ourselves into a new paradigm that's being presented and created at this time. Super important work. So I agree. We're going to do a little self interview right this time because the goal is to be able to start bringing in people that are experts in their field on topics that are really interesting and topics that uh, our listeners decide and ask us to, to share about. So this, I think both you and I have this idea of this being a very co-created podcast, hopefully with the listeners giving in their, their feedback and asking questions and helping us decide what we begin to talk about more of. And this one, we decided that we would interview ourselves and kind of give an introduction to who we are and, uh, share with the listeners why and what we are and what we're doing. I think you should introduce yourself first, give a little bit uh, of an overview of antler alchemy and your uh, practice as a healer, um, maybe even why you decided um, to share your expertise using the podcast as a platform. Oh, very good. I like that. So I started Antler Alchemy back in 2014 with uh, my partner, Ali, and we started off just wanting to be able to give teas and tinctures and different products to people. And within this, that evolved and Ali ended up going her own way for beautiful reasons. She became a mother and that was, um, you know, where she wanted 
where she wanted to put most of her energy into. And I decided to keep the name because I really love the name and I wanted to use it as the umbrella for all of the business that I do. So I'm a clinical herbalist and I work with clients one-on-one -on -one, and I also teach, I teach herbs as teachers underneath the umbrella of botanical mystery school. And then I have a more in-depth version of that. And then I also work with specific, I take on specific clients one-on-one -on -one, uh, that want to work with me for six to eight weeks uh, and really in-depth work on whatever they're working through, whatever they desire to learn about herbs. And it's a little bit more intensive for sure. And the reason why we, Allie and I chose the name Antler Alchemy was her spirit animal was, or spirit guide, uh, and a, an animal that she really appreciated. And that was a guide for her is the elk. And one of the guides for me that's in my life is the deer and they both have antlers. And so that's how the name antler alchemy came about and just kept that name because the deer still have antlers. And I also have an affinity for the moose, which has antlers as well. And so that's how that came about. And it's been evolving over the years as I've evolved and grown more into my practice and worked more with plants and understand what really jives and thrives for me and makes me excited about life. And lately it's been a lot more of leaning towards um, the masculine and the feminine and herbs and sex as we've discussed and uh, how that really plays a role and where the healing comes into play with plants and our sensuality and understanding who we are as human beings here in this earthly realm and very sensual experience I think and um, I wanted to do this podcast because I've always wanted to share via verbal and also video because I'm a writer and I've been noticing that my writing has become more internal and more for myself rather than me wanting to share. And I really realized that like I have a knack for talking sometimes. <laughs> and so I wanted to share more in a verbal format things that I've been, been inspired by or education or different herbs that have been inspiring me and teaching me lately in a way to uh, present a different format of my knowledge and the knowledge that I've been learning through the many, many years of self-inquiry and ceremony, plants, and uh, study. I'm grateful that you are willing to share your knowledge and room with me on this podcast. It is really... Um, inspiring to have this platform and to collaborate with you, April. So uh, I hope you feel comfortable um, really being a resource for our listeners. And I'm going to try my best moving forward to empower you and to uh, be a great creative partner. Likewise. And I'm very excited to be doing this with you as well, too. I really felt when I met you, your energy and your your desire to really step 100% into working with the plants is just very admirable. And I could see the, um, 
the passion that you have for learning, adapting, sharing, and being authentic in your experience, which is very important in this world. Uh, because we don't know everything, but we are people that are really <laughs> passionate about what we're learning and doing. So I think that's really important. And in that way, I would love for you to share with our listeners why you're excited to do the podcast. And also, um, I think it's a really good story to hear is how you decided to leave your job and work with plants only. This podcast uh, was an idea originally, and I'm glad you felt safe sharing that idea with me. Now it is happening, and I think uh, we should take up space, not just um, on established platforms where social media is um, a place for uh, sharing one's journey, but also challenging the status quo. I think us holding um, this space uh, gingerly, but also taking it seriously to um, inform our listeners uh, and, and lead them to pathways to discovery, to find um, joy working and learning from our plants, who are really our ancestors. And uh, I think that's a good segue uh, to your um, second question, my job. Uh, previous uh, to um, being what I now, now defined as uh, a um, herbalist, someone interested in working directly uh, with dried and fresh herbs. Uh, I worked as an educator uh, for 12 years in uh, various capacity, uh, mostly with young people under the age of 18. Uh, I was lucky enough to be a preschool teacher and graduate uh, several young folks and prepare them for uh, kindergarten. And I think throughout my experience as an educator, plants somehow played a role in either the design and the setup of the classroom or the design and the setup of the green space, the playground. And as I uh, enjoyed, uh, again, a decade of youth service, I noticed that I um, was uh, challenged with my ability to manage fatigue and stress and my body really couldn't keep up with the demands of the work and uh, I became really irritable and uh, angsty and uh, it took away my um, desire to be uh, um, in, in that responsibility. So. Uh, last spring, I decided that I was going to step away from education and really listen to my ancestors and through prayer and question asking and really being vulnerable in whatever conversation. Uh, sometimes it was informal on a bus ride or while waiting for the bus. And sometimes it was formal on a date or talking to someone uh, who was friends with the person that I had met through a date, and I, I realized that we weren't, well, the circle that I existed in, we didn't talk about plants enough. We didn't talk about our health enough. We didn't talk about wellness enough. And not just talking about it braggadocious or to pontificate, but talking about um, how to sustain health, how to support each other to reach wellness uh, which is really just like returning to homeostasis. And out of my curiosity, 
I really tried to think about how to take my time away from what was familiar to really map out a schedule that would introduce me to people that uh, can help me really gain confidence in uh, my knowledge uh, building uh, so that I can, like I really want you to be. I want to be a resource for people. Uh, I want people to trust that um, <clears throat> I'm working directly with these plants and herbs um, and it's benefiting my psychological and my somatic health. And I don't want to just be a retainer for that. I don't believe in silos. And I, I think um, community is really important. So hopefully our podcast will form community around us. I know we have uh, interest in bringing other voices uh, to um, the podcast to amplify and um, uh, really bring attention to plants and uh, their complexities. Mm -hmm, definitely. And also we are really interested in being able to blend uh, blend humanity, right? To recognize that there's very few right. divisions in actuality that exist. And while we may divide ourselves in our respective groups, that's very important so that we can connect with others who understand us. But then the real work comes in being able to leave those groups or join groups together to be able to have difficult conversations about race, about gender, intersectionality, our ancestors, taking, taking from the lands, you know, and how to really be sustainable and how to do this as a, as human beings that live on this earth and rather than just looking at the differences that keep us apart. Um, and being able to really bring that together. I think that's like a super important process. And a lot of yeah. that is, can be done through so many different ways. And, and you and I both have like certain different experiences. Mine are very deep in the ceremonial world. Yours is very much, I feel like, very grassroots level, you know, getting your hands in the dirt, which I love and just kind of blending and melding that and then blending this kind of like concept of the masculine and feminine voice together of two people who are working on being, uh, well, how would you say it? Like just human beings, yeah. <laughs> like fully both masculine yeah. and feminine in one. Right. And maybe let's re remove human from it just right now for the sake of the podcast i i want you just to be i want you to enjoy being and i know you give me that space and mm. i appreciate that we want our listeners uh regardless if they're in commute or on sabbatical to just be and not to uh, police themselves or others, uh, but to only be gentle with themselves, to be tender with themselves. Uh, we, we need uh, moments of softness as much as moments of hardness. And that goes back to something that you uh, said a couple of seconds ago. Uh, one reason why I enjoy talking to you and learning from you is that you do challenge me. And I hope this podcast and our content serves not only as enlightenment, but also as a challenge, um, not only for the listener, but for ourselves. So we can continue to demonstrate uh, what it is to be human, which is flawed uh, mm. uh, and, and which uh, really takes vulnerability. So let's be vulnerable. I love being vulnerable, especially with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of the 
the the way of the world these days I feel like for myself at least is like stepping into that vulnerability and really existing in that place um growing so much from my vulnerability and just stepping out and just being um true to my heart so often you know and taking these leaps of faith that never really know where it's going to take me um kind of like you leaving your job and me leaving my job in 2014 just jumping out and being like this is the right way and I don't know how it's going to work but it's going to work yeah it's going to work and you reminded me that I didn't um uh, mention anything about black with plants um, which uh, yes. um, is really important uh, in my introduction, uh, this being our first episode. And I'll be brief so that we can explore some of the questions that we have and uh, be considerate uh, of the listeners. Uh, Blackwithplants.info um, is a website. Again, uh, going back to what I said earlier, it is uh, a digital space. It is Black-owned. Um, we need to do that. Uh, black, brown, Latinx, um, regardless of your identity. Um, if you don't uh, agree with hegemony, it is anti-hegemonic to take up space. So um, blackwithplants.info right now is a repository of Q&A. Uh, there are botanists, horticulturists, um, grassroots um, activists, and uh, revolutionaries but also we have archives now um, health practitioners different healers folks who work with um, plant-based products uh, either to support people with hair growth or um, just topical solutions and i'm really happy that the q a's are accessible i am going to not do this quote justice, but there is a quote that says something like, if it's not accessible, it's not revolutionary or uh, radical. And I know the internet is not fully accessible, especially in the United States. Not everyone has a mobile device or a laptop. So uh, I'm thinking about how to take Black with Plants offline and into communities where these Black and Brown people uh, wanting to explore uh, um, the plant kingdom through botany and horticulture, but also uh, herbal remedies. Um, and yeah, right now you can only find Blackwood plants off of that website on Instagram. And I'm doing that on purpose, kind of to funnel uh, the energy and the momentum that we have right now to that platform so people can really also give attention to and pay respect to the conversations that are being generated on those feeds. Um, so Black with Plants started off as a personal journey where I realized that, oh shit, plants are not novelty items. They are human <laughs> beings. And I have to do more than just uh, flex with this beautiful plant in my beautiful apartment. I have to uh, transition and make a pivot. Yes, I, I live with plants. They're all over my unit, but I also honor these plants as my my brothers my sisters and my ancestors beautiful and it's a beautiful page and it's very inspiring and you're always sharing information about those that are doing the work and i think that's one of the best parts right is it's really a community space that you've created on instagram 
yeah, we are a digital plant-based community. Um, mm-hmm. That feed is just one of the uh, current benchmarks. The hashtag um, is a portal to thousands of black and brown people across the globe sharing space with plants, working with plants uh, in, in the landscape, in uh, interior spaces. And um, I'm just always touched to see <clears throat> the people not only smiling, right, and showing joy uh, in these moments uh, in relationship with plants, but also people who are really sharing information, key information to help people uh, improve their caring for plants, right, and Mm -hmm. to help us really uh, grow with our plants over time. Yeah, it's so important to be able to have this, like you said, information that's accessible. And I always love to, sh- to, to tell people that are taking classes with me that we're all herbalists. We're all connected to plants. We're all using plants every single day, even if we're not even thinking about the connection that we have between our clothing and our food or even the animals that some of us may eat. You know, they're eating plants and just how we're breathing and coexisting with the plants side by side and they actually feed us and fuel us and create us into these bodies that we're walking and um so that like that's really important and that's pretty much why we named the podcast relationship with plants which was perfect and is perfect and um Mm. i have a, a video series called the power of relationships with plants that i recorded last year when i was in the peruvian jungle over in um, two-hour boat ride from Puerto Maldonado and uh, just kind of talking about how to create that relationship and how does one go about making that happen. So that really brings me into the next question that I think I would love to hear from you and um, if you want to ask me back or if I should share, let me know. Uh, but I wanted to know if you could describe your relationship with yourself at this moment in time and your relationship with the plants at this moment in time? My relationship with self. I love myself, not for what I can do or because of whatever memories I hold about my lived experience, but it's something that I've been intentional about throughout this year, loving myself. Loving myself has opened up the doors to different self-care practices that were obscure to me. And I think plants have helped me to keep those uh, self-care practices close and um, now uh, routine. Uh, My relationship with self matters. It is my responsibility. I'm making room for other people. I'm understanding when I share my vulnerabilities and my uh, testimonies with my um, lovers, my, my, my circle, they not only uplift me, um, they not only correct me, uh, but they give me the strength to endure. So I think uh, you're right to say that we have a relationship with ourselves. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. It's something that should evolve over time. It's something that should be working. It shouldn't be static or monolithic. And I'm trying to um, be accountable for that. It's easy to just want to 
um, find convenience uh, for self-care. And I think plants remind me that uh, self-care isn't easy. It's, it's challenging. When I think about a seed in the soil, um, uh, it, it's violent, similar to uh, child's birth. Um, a, a seed, in order for it to sprout, will have to turn in the soil three times, and it needs at least one uh, heavy uh, downpour of rain to get it to spin um, before it will sprout and peek through the soil. So, yeah, I'm trying to remind myself, and I think uh, this podcast will uh, serve as a good outlet uh, for me to share my journey, but also to uh, learn from others, um, to keep my relationship relationship with self dynamic and adventureful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Plants are my uh, my friends right now. Um, my bedroom, there's over 16 plants right now. Um, my bedroom is not large, uh, but I love it because I step into my bedroom and it just smells so good. And uh, I, I'd rather be surrounded by plants most of the time. Almost every physical built space that I occupy, there's plants there. Um, I'm usually where the plants are. <laughs> um, and, and I'm trying to make that norm and transfer outside of these built environments. Um, I'm talking to a lot of people and you're one of them who understand the importance of us moving with the season, uh, not just living with the season to consume food. I, I hear people talking about dressing in fashion for the season and eating in fashion for the season, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm more speaking to slow living and more of the uh, ancestral ways of living with the season, not just the uh, follow, tracking the humidity and the, the, the wind, but thinking about uh, the sun placement and uh, temperature and soil composition and how that affects our ability to produce uh, and, and gain sustenance and yield and harvest, right? Mm, yes. um, so yeah, I, I, I really am at the beginning of um, improving my relationship with plants. So please uh, feel encouraged, uh, April, to um, help me out. Uh, and same for the listeners, um, let me know what you know about plants. Uh, let me know when I sound um, uh, like I'm representing the patriarchy or like I'm um, uh, misrepresenting something or if I sound whitewashed, honestly, let me know because I want to be in community, not just with you, April, but uh, with our listeners and those who really see value and being in relationship with themselves and the plants. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good um, response, and I think your voice matters, and once you answer this question, describe your relationship with self and plants, I'll ask you another question. Perfect. I love it, and that's such a beautiful uh, way of describing with the seed that imagery is really, really really a nice way to kind of think about the way of like emerging from uh, our inherent like unknowing and darkness and also like that challenge you know those things that need to happen and being open to being able to hear the voice of others and I think we're both very similar in that that we um, we're hoping to really learn a lot learn just as much as we are willing to share and um, 
so my relationship with self and this moment in this particular space is I've come into this year with my um, word as being bliss. So every year I pick a word to live by um, rather than a New Year's resolution or anything. And so this year was bliss. And um, I didn't know what that was going to be or what I never know what it's going to be when I pick a word in, in reality. And what I really found out this year uh, was stepping really deeply into my vulnerability and how I had to dismantle my pride and release my pride and where my pride was actually hidden. And my pride was so delicately hidden in this concept of self-respect and me being able to be like, oh, well, that person did me wrong. So boom, they're out. Or, oh, this doesn't fit in my paradigm. So boom, that's out. And that self-respect, um, being able to hold healthy boundaries. However, I was noticing that I was using that self-respect to be able to uh, hide where I was being hurt in my pride and, and where my pride was being hurt, basically. And really stepping into that vulnerability of what that means. And that showed up in a lot of ways when it comes into relationship. And so then that showed up in a lot of ways for me this year in uh, relationship to myself and my sensuality and my sexuality and where I've been hurt and where I haven't been hurt um, and what's really Im important for me. And so my relationship with self this year and at this moment has been blossoming into this really beautiful uncovering and discovering of my deeper sensual nature that I've been hiding. And I've been hiding it uh, because I've been afraid to be blissful. I've been afraid to show and share with the world what it means to be living in, in love and in enjoyment. I've stopped myself from enjoying experiences out of fear of being seen as a certain way, um, being seen as slutty or crazy or, um, you know, delusional or whatever uh, concepts and words I've heard over the years from when I've stepped into my true sensual nature and power of who I am and what really comes naturally to me. And so that's my relationship to self right now, really like diving into that. And my relationship to plants at the moment has been a very interesting shift because I have left my home base in DC just recently. And so I'm not surrounded by my, the plants that I've tended to and my full on apothecary all the time. And so now I'm transitioning into these places and these spaces that I'm choosing to go and visit and live where I'm still surrounded by plants, but maybe plants I don't know, plants I haven't spent a lot of time with, and also um, opportunities for me to be able to really be more immersed in plants in the natural realm rather than just in my home base city life of DC, which was beautiful. And I made it a point to get out into nature very often. And I was not starving for that part, but I was starving for a deeper relationship that was inspired and being inspired by my natural elements. Uh, so I'm in that process right now of stepping into that and seeing what really comes from this place. And I feel like it's a very sensual experience with the plants as well with myself. So if there's a, definitely a, uh, a respective 
I don't want to know if I should say mirroring or respective like unity between my relationship with plants and my relationship with myself and how they, how they work together. I'm so happy that you used the word sensual to describe your relationship with self. Mm-hmm. I see you as a sensual person from my vantage point, And I appreciate that about you because it triggers sensuality in me. And it doesn't matter where you are or if we're both in the district or if we're both in the continental U.S. or not. Knowing that you are comfortable being sensual, not necessarily with other people or an individual, but just that you are comfortable being sensual is really phenomenal. So thank you for your willingness to be vulnerable, to speak on sensuality and I'm sure that will come up a lot as we podcast together (laughs) I know we want to uh, explore sex and intimacy and vulnerability and herbs how herbs uh, like nervines and adaptogens and and not just aphrodisiacs uh, can support folks uh, in uh, the performance of sex but just sexual health and it's not all about penetrating an individual it's not all about being a top or a dom but it is about uh, embodiment it is about feeling uh, full um, and holistic uh, in oneself even before intimacy is explored with an individual and yeah sensuality is something that is overlooked in a lot of conversations so I hope we feel confident together um, being sensual, but also um, making space uh, in this new landscape that we're creating together for sensuality to inform our conversations. Um, I wanted to ask you um, about your process. I'm learning more about your um, process of working with herbs to uh, manage um, asthma, stress, and allergies. Thank you for introducing me to burdock root, um, lemon balm, nettles, and sage. I have um, had um, a different experience this fall um, having a home apothecary, having a shelf dedicated to dry herbs. This time last year, I remember suffering more from mm-hmm. allergy symptoms. Um, <laughs> yeah. So talking about your process of healing, can uh, you respond to uh, what about your healing process currently 2019 or just thinking about this decade ending um, that has challenged you the most? Mm. Well, first I want to say you're welcome for sharing sharing about sensuality. It's my pleasure. (laughs) Um, And then so I guess your question is really asking me like what has been um, challenging in my healing process this decade or can you clarify a little bit? If, if, uh, if, if it's too soon to just talk about 2019 challenges, if you just wanted to talk about a challenge you've had, I know a lot of people are saying 2020 is coming. We're at the end of a decade. So yeah, uh, just thinking about your relationship with yourself, your relationship with plants, thinking about your healing process, uh, what has challenged you the most? So whatever way you want to approach answering that question. I just mm. want to be respectful. Yeah, thank you. 
Um, I think what's challenged me the most in, in this whole process of healing and with the herbs uh, since this whole decade, I guess, began in 2010, right? And 2010, I started off, um, I started off the year in sobriety. Uh, no drinking. Um, I can't say I was sober for many other things, but I definitely didn't drink. <laughs> and uh, I, for the first time since I had begun drinking, had this clarity that I had never had before. And it lasted for my sobriety and drinking lasted for a year and a half. And quite subs interestingly enough, in 2019, I revisited and regained that sobriety from drinking. Um, and so I think the major thing for my healing process has been, uh, been not being able to be swayed by the public or my surroundings or let things that are out of my control to take me into these realms and places that I really don't want to be. And um, I think drinking is one of those places where I try really hard to put myself in more situations where there's no drinking involved at all. And I don't condemn drinking. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I realize for myself that um, drinking takes on a different dynamic because I have the ability to be able to understand people's emotions and feelings that maybe they don't even realize that are existing and happening within themselves. And so when you put mm. me in a place where there's all these people being slightly unaware of what they're actually going through, and then you put alcohol on top of that, which is called spirits because it's the spirit of certain plants and spirits also, I feel like come down into me or into others and, you know, they're not always the best or they're not, it's not, we're not always able to control that. Um, there's some, you know, practitioners who do healing with alcohol, but they've been trained in understanding how to manage the spirits that come and visit them while they're under this trance, basically. And I, for one, am not trained. And I think that it can be very overwhelming for me. And I think it's interesting that like, as I go through being sober again this time, and this time I'm way more sober than last time um, in the sense that I haven't really been using cannabis, even though I love it. And I, I haven't, so I'll preface all of this that I have no like qualms with any of this, the medicines that people choose to use. And I think everyone's to each their own, but it's to speak of my healing process. This has really been a very important uh, aspect for me and clarity, right? And just being able to stay clear. And in being able to stay clear, I'm able to receive these messages from the plants better and, and receive messages from my guides better about how to care for myself. And as my evolution of my healing process has gone on, my, um, my relationship with alcohol and other intoxicants has improved for sure. Like, I can drink if I want to, and it could be for the most part okay. Um, however, I realize that like it's great not to. It's really good for me, and it feels amazing to be have this clarity to be able to present to the world the messages that are really trying to come through for me. Um, so I think that is one of the things that has been really challenging for me in this past decade. 
Um, and then in the other thing is goes back to that relationship with my sensuality and feeling okay to be that person that I really am. Um, because in my life growing up, you know, I was called spastic and like, <laughs> just kind of out there and just really intense and people didn't know where I was coming from. And that was weird when I was younger. And now that I'm steeped deeply into this community of healing and ceremony, my spastic, light, airy awesomeness is seen as being light and full of joy and full of innocence. Um, and it's, so it's quite interesting to be perceived differently for my natural capacities. And so kind of working within myself and my self-doubt and the way of like closing myself off because I was made fun of or told that this wasn't appropriate. And now this is like, now I'm being seen for what it really is, which is amazing and light-filled and intelligent and inherent and receiving messages. So it could be kind of an interesting paradigm within myself to resolve what once was a way of being perceived and then a way of being perceived now. And I think that I've been learning a lot this year about how people actually do perceive me. Um, and I think all, that goes back to also being sober, being able to kind of just like really have those conversations and see and be aware of myself and being aware of my inner judgments and thoughts when it comes to who I am. And uh, yeah, I mean, the plants have, to bring it back to the plants, um, have played a major role for me in that in that realm for sure. And we were talking about like our favorite plants for the moment and you know, I can get into sharing about those later, but that, yeah, I think, I think that answers the question. <laughs> At yeah, least for now. <laughs> yeah. It's um, an introduction. Mm -hmm. We want our listen listeners to know that we're people and you're doing a great job. Um, introducing yourself and um, sharing uh, yourself. And again, just thank you for your time uh, and your energy. I was just um, considering your words and it's fun getting to know you um, as we collaborate um, on this podcast together. Uh, I wanted to maybe take a second and consider the listeners. We do have an audience. Um, the question that April uh, answered, what about your healing process challenges you the most? Uh, listeners, how about you um, answer that question in your journal or on a scrap piece of paper right now? And when this uh, episode is live and available, either go to Antler Alchemy on Instagram, drop a comment, or go to Black with Plants uh, and drop a comment. Let us know. We also are open to DMs. I'm assuming you're open to DMs. Maybe not. Totally. Uh, Slide into my spending, DMs. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not spending too much time uh, in the DMs, but uh, we do want you all to feel comfortable interacting with us. We are in mm. community with you. We value you. We are doing this because we want to be in relationship with you and we want you to be in relationship with plants. Exactly. Um, 
And by sharing in more of the comment section where it's public, other people can relate and hear because a lot of the times um, we have so much in common, what we're going through and, and our healing processes and what's, what's really like related, relatable. And it's good when, um, if you feel confident being able to share your healing process with others, that other people can feel not so alone. So I have a question for you, and then I think we should get into our yeah. favorite plants and then, and then wrap it up and then let this be for the, this time. Um, we're, you're very deep into like uh, dismantling and uh, dismantling a lot of things, same here. And so my question for you was, um, is, how do you think forming a relationship with the plants will assist with changing the inherent dynamics of power? Yeah, I'm sure people want to dive into alternative approaches versus Western and modern healthcare. But I'll start by saying that plants have helped me reclaim power, reclaim time, reclaim uh, the ability to love unconditionally those dynamics uh, are anti-hegemonic and that's what i want to offer my circle and the public when i enter spaces i don't want to be submissive or passive i understand that my identity sometimes makes me death worthy and i don't want to have the experience of premature death but i also understand that i have privileges and i have to assert myself to um, protect uh, my people um, to honor my relationship with you to honor our commitment to this podcast so i just wanted to start there i, I think my relationship with plants has really assisted me with understanding personal power understanding people power and then considering how we can effectuate change in the social arena i'm thinking about public health a lot i'm happy uh, to know more about herbal energetics i was at a cafe recently in depot town uh, and where are you at you're you're not in uh, michigan where are you at currently do you mind telling the listeners where I'm at, yeah, I'm in, um, yeah. at this current moment, the specific current moment, I'm in Yalapa, Mexico. Right on. I just wanted the listeners to know. Uh, so yes. I was in a cafe recently, and uh, we were talking about uh, power and um, public health and how herbs and our relationship with plants can be the best leadership. <laughs> it's really not um, going to be a... Um, elected official, I think our plants are the true um, solutions. Uh, they have power, they have vibrations, they have energy, they have um, a molecular signature. And if we can think about illness and disease and the problems and start applying uh, herbal remedies and herbal solutions and rely less on 
commercial practices and uh, Western ideology, I think we'll see uh, culture shifts, uh, especially um, in regards to community. Uh, we want to lean on each other. I truly believe that. I don't, I don't think the general populace wants to live in separation anymore. I just think it's a tender conversation and a lot of people are avoidant of difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. So I hope um, the questions that we're using today to um, uh, open up our first episode um, really shows the potential of um, Black power, solid, solidarity, liberation, um, sovereignty. Um, we deserve it. Uh, equanimity. Um, autonomy agency we deserve it and i think plants because they have their own growth pattern and cycle because they have their own water uh, needs because they have their own uh, place of origin and habitat they, they get you to think about how you orient with the world or maybe i don't want to speak for you april but they make me really think about how i orient with the world what's my natural constitution what's my natural inclination like what am i doing to empower myself and nourish myself uh, you know, um, so I think my relationship with plants and uh, it's really a mirror. Me seeing the beauty in plants uh, is helping me see the beauty in myself, helping me see the beauty of people in my circle. Um, and I hope uh, to continue to embrace the power of plants um, because the only thing I want to do in 2020 uh, for the rest of my life is to dignify people and to edify people. And I know the more plants that I uh, learn from, like every day the universe introduces, introduces me to a new plant. If it's not through like my relationship with you or uh, some resource that I have, and I'm really grateful for that. That means that I'm open to it. So I hope that this podcast will be a uh, reason for people to open their eyes and see their natural world differently their neighborhoods and their habitats differently so we can interact with them differently hell yeah power to the plants <laughs> fist up um, <laughs> power yeah. to the people before you <clears throat> before you jump in uh, and share your uh, work with your favorite herbs or plants at the moment um let's talk about one more question from you so okay. um, what, what do you desire from a, a relationship with plants currently? Ooh, what do I desire? So I think in the moment what I desire from a relationship from the plants is like this continued uh, inspirational aspect, this way of like jumping into my relationship with it, with creativity. I'm really calling in more of a creative spirit when it comes to my medicine making. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do. And um, just being able to be in new locale and learn about different plants and kind of meld together what I know uh, to make new concoctions and like enjoy plants in, in various different forms. So, yeah, pretty short, but... That's what I'm desiring. Ah, <laughs> it's good. It's good that you know. It's good that you know. It's good that it's uh, it's legible 
and you can keep it in your target, keep it in your focus. And if there's anything that I can do to help you improve your relationship with plants off of this podcast and offline, please let me know. Always will do. So I know we wanted to keep the first episode to around 60 minutes. And I want to uh, really give you the space to talk about the plants that you are currently working with. Um, and, and I, I want to hear about the ones also, you are. Yeah. And I also just wanted to, before closing out, uh, thank a couple people. Because um, this is a historical moment. We did it. We talked about doing a podcast together. We advertised well not really we, we <laughs> announced we announced that we were going to do a podcast together and uh, it maybe even by the end of the day people will be streaming this on one of the digital streaming platforms so yeah i'm just really excited yay we did it <laughs> <laughs> thanks to the plants <laughs> <laughs> we brought our life together to make it happen making it happen so yeah introduce the uh or spotlight the plants that you love and are learning the most from right now all right so my one favorite plant that i've been learning the most from right now is rose and it's interesting because this is a plant that i i wrote a blog post about it a long time ago but it was one of those things where like when i thought about roses like my favorite rose would be a black rose and it still is, you know, but like my favorite rose would always be a black rose. That's how I always felt. And like the darker the rose, the better. Um, and one of the, I woke up from a dream when I first moved into my home in DC that my grandma owned and I bought from my family. And I woke up from a dream of seeing a rose blooming in the front of my yard and walked out the back of my house and saw three orange roses blooming on a rose bush I never paid attention to in the yard and that had that moment rekindled my spark with rose and so I've been on a like love affair with rose since 2013 basically uh, but this year it's really just like come to a culmination like our relationship together where it's really taught me softness taught me my boundaries it teaches me openness the softness of the womb the skin the sensuality of it all um, the cooling nature of it and how it's really great for like a lot of ailments that happen in my body and really good for cooling down my womb um, and over and anytime I'm overheated uh, and just bringing in this like the scent and the the flower bathing rituals that I do and smoking it and just drinking it by itself and tinctures and elixirs and dabbling it on things. And, you know, just, it's just been such a magical plant for me to rediscover that vulnerability and sensitivity and sensuality within myself. And I think it's a, such a valuable plant that um, may not be always thought about because it's not, exotic you know but it's so exotic and one of my goals is one day is hopefully to be able to go to iran when they're harvesting um, the roses um, and learn how to make the rose water there and just see how they work with rose because it's very uh, uh, an important plant for that that culture and um, so that's one of my dreams dream travels and dream trips and then my other plant that I've been really getting into is shatavari root. 
and Urshat Tavari. And while I have just begun this, this communication with this plant, it's really helped in my herbal blend that I use for my womb, bringing this like energy. It's an adaptogenic herb. It's known as um, the plant for the woman with a hundred husbands, uh, which um, really like, <laughs> it's kind of my like steez, you know, I always feel like I've got like a lot of things going on in that realm. <laughs> and so it's also a powerful reproductive tonic. Um, to bring stamina and passion and working on the reproductive tissue layer. So it's also cooling and sweet and um, penetrates really deeply into that area um, and it helps promote fertility. And so like, as I step into this like creative portion of my life, like I really feel like that sensuality and the, se the, the second chakra, all that energy is really connected to creativity and being able to express oneself in the most like, potent manner. And so I feel like this plant has really been able to help me uh, call upon the support I need to be able to birth what I'm bringing into the world. And that is my full on spirit and power and unabashedly like being myself 100%. So I think it's a, an amazing plant. And I, although it's known as a woman's tonic, um, it's definitely great for men's health as well. Uh, it's great for their reproductive system because, you know, we have very similar uh, hormones and fluids that are working together. Uh, so it's definitely an herb for both the masculine and feminine. And same with rose, you know, all genders. Like, even though it might seem like very feminine, it's like an all gender plant if you want that softness, that openness, the sensuality, and that support. So that's where I'm at with those two herbs. And so we've got a couple more minutes. Huh? Yeah, maybe maybe we can uh, make available um, the spotlights, the herbs, uh, either on Instagram or uh, yeah, online. We can send people emails. Maybe we can start a newsletter. We'll think about that. But maybe if we we'll think about double it. back to this idea of um, spotlighting herbs, we just make sure that people can have it in text as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, thank if you. you look at, if you look at my Instagram. Yeah, and if you look at my Instagram feed, I've got roses everywhere. So <laughs> okay. you're you're destined to find rose on my feed. So it's good. Yeah, I want to hear so, about your plants. Yeah, I'll be quick. I um, have allergies. Uh, seasonal allergies have um, been my responsibility to manage the majority of my life. And recently, uh, April introduced me to nettles. I uh, was fortunate enough to be um, a student in her online class, um, Herbs as Teachers, and uh, it was also my first introduction to herbal inner, uh, energetics. But nettles um, is a very um, common plant in both the DC, DMV area, but also uh, Southeast Michigan, where I am currently. Uh, nettles is a uh, poor people's plant, um, it uh, serves uh, as a source of nutrients. Uh, you'll notice it uh, early spring, late winter, before a lot of the edible plants begin to uh, peak the topsoil. So again, it has uh, it, some some value. Um, uh, it's a stingy nettle. 
mostly in the communities that I mentioned. So you do have to take some safety precautions when you're foraging it. But one reason why I enjoy working with nettles uh, in my home uh, is because it, it really does impact my constitution right away. If I um, am noticing my nose is beginning to drip or mucus forming in my throat, um, I will immediately go to the stove, prepare some hot water, allow the nettle to steep in um, a French press for four hours or at least until it's room temperature, and then consume the beverage um, uh, within uh, a two-hour period. And again, within a couple of hours, I will notice not only the nose drip gone, but my uh, my body really does appreciate the molecular uh, signature of nettles. It um, has an earthy taste. Um, some people enjoy mixing nettles with other herbs, so it's easy to blend as well. Um, understanding that people um, are probably listening to our podcast in uh, the continental U.S., and we're all in fall preparing for winter, the second plant that I want to spotlight is um, linden. Uh, linden is a plant that you can find at your co-op or um, um, through your um, uh, friendly apothecary or neighborhood apothecary. And it is a really good uh, resource for people who want to support their mental health and uh, experience mental clarity throughout the day. Um, I hear there's a lot of different herbal remedies for seasonal depression. And I do recommend that people consider working with linden. Uh, you can combine linden and nettles together and manage both allergies and um, uh, uplift your mood at the same time. Beautiful. Yeah, linden is a tree. So that's a, it's a wonderful tree. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one of my favorites. My favorites. Well, thank you, Daryl, for doing this podcast with me. I look forward to many, many more, and I love sharing our knowledge with each other. I think it's going to be, I think this is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, April. Thank you, listeners. And um, let's continue to make this a space where people consider their relationship uh, with the natural world. And the first start is plant. Yes. All right.